Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. Anyone ever named in a will and you didn't know you were going to be named in a will? Exciting, isn't it? Uh, I've never been to the reading of a will, but I think if I got invited to the reading of a will, that would be a good day. I think most people who get an invite to the reading of a will, like this is not like your dad passing away, your, your granny or someone like that, but if it's a sort of a, an interesting person and you get invited, it probably means something good's going to happen, correct? And if you've seen some of the TV shows, the movies, and you know, the most random person gets the whole inheritance and then there's the big fights of the family, it's, it's good TV stuff. Anyways. I've been named in one person's will years and years ago. Sandra and I got a gift of $3,000 from a lady towards helping us start the very first church plant that Sandra and I started. And uh, we prayed about it and I spent the money. Um, Even though we prayed, I spent the money and bought a a first computer that we bought. And $3,000 35 years ago was uh, a Sanyo uh, PC kind of computer. And um, anyways, why am I talking about that? Today we're going to have the reading of Jesus' last will. Acts chapter 1 in your Bibles, please. Acts chapter 1. If you didn't bring a Bible, it's going to be on the screen. We're going to start at verse 4. So here's the the last statement of Jesus. On one occasion, while Jesus was eating with his disciples, he gave them this command. Say the word command. So this is important. This is his last statement. He knows that it's his last statement. His followers don't. And so he's, he's not giving a suggestion now. He's going, guys, listen. Very important what I'm going to say. Everyone listening? This is, this is important. That's what he's trying to, trying to communicate. And he says this. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Jesus calls the Holy Spirit a gift. That means it's good. The Holy Spirit is a good, good gift. We're going to talk about that. And he said, wait for this gift, my father, which was promised, which you heard me speak about. For John immersed with water. Some translations say the word baptized, but it means overwhelmed. John baptized you with water in the Jordan River. But in a few days, you will be immersed with the Holy Spirit. You will be overwhelmed. That turns out to be Acts chapter 2. Then they gathered around him and they asked, Lord, Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? The disciples of Jesus were preoccupied with changing their nation rather than changing the people of the nation. And they were hoping for a a revolt and that Jesus would upset the Roman Empire, uh, get them out of servitude, all those different kind of things. And it was a preoccupation occupational thought of the disciples, even to the very last time that they're with Jesus, they're, they're interested in that. I find it interesting that uh, I think it's, we can be, this is my little political thing, we have to be very careful that we care about Canadians who enter eternity where Canada as a nation does not enter in, in eternity. God cares about people. For God so loved the world that whoever, so it's not talking about God cared about the planet. Yes, he does care about the planet, but the preoccupation of Jesus was people. 
And so they're, they're going, what about our nation? And he goes, no, no, forget that. We're talking about people here. Verse 7, Jesus said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. But, say the word but. Not talking about your rear end. This is talking about what you're talking about is not important. What I'm going to talk about, very important. But you will receive power. And the word for power there in the Greek is the word dynamite. Explosive power. You're going to explode. Good. Do you remember SCTV? Who was the guys that was always exploding? They were looking for people to explode. I can't remember. They just came to me. I, shouldn't have, I should have done research. Anyways, you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That little phrase, on you, we're going to talk about that. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. Basically, what Jesus is saying here is, I want you to be influencers. A witness in this passage here, friends, is not an idle thing. You may be called into a court of law and, and be called to be a witness and say what happened. That's not this phrase here. This phrase here is proactive talking about Jesus. This is a full out, I know what happened to me. I'm going to talk about it. I am going to influence as many people as I can. Probably about uh, five years ago, uh, Catch the Fire Toronto, we organized a cruise. Uh, we had a little conference on a cruise ship, we called it Catch the Wave. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And we did a whole bunch of those. And the most we ever had on a ship was 1,200 people. And God bless, but the captain had a nice meeting with John and Carol Arnott, our founding pastors, mid-cruise to say, guys, you're never getting on this ship again. Because our people were influencers. Everybody that was with crutches in a wheelchair was attacked with prayer, whether they liked it or not. And the other bad thing was people were accused of being drunk, that's our group, without buying the alcohol. That was, can't do that. Anyways, it was just a lot of fun. But on one of the cruises about five years ago, we had Reinhard Bonnke with us. Reinhardt's preached here a couple times. He died two years ago. Reinhardt, I think, has led more people to Jesus than anyone else. He's around, he was around 80 million people that not only put their hand up and said a prayer, but filled in a card and took that card to a church on a Sunday to say, this is now my church. 80 million people. Um, I'm, I'm at the dinner table. He's going to sit at a table. There's going to be like 15 people at this table. I'm there early. And as soon as Reinhardt shows up, I'm going to sit beside him on either his right or his left. I'm going to sit beside him, talk to this amazing man, get to know him, German have pastored in South Africa for many years. So anyways, I'm sitting down beside him. Duncan Smith, who leads Catch the Fire Worldwide Ministries, is on the other side, and we're just grilling him for two hours while we're having a meal. At one point, Duncan says, sorry, Reinhardt says to Duncan, Duncan, how many um, social media followers do you have? And he goes, none, I don't like it. Steve, how many social media followers do you have? I go, none, I don't like it. And he goes, I have 30 million. I have more influence on social media than I've had any other way. And he said, you guys need to start doing that. And it was like, okay, so I started doing that. I publish a bad joke every day, for those of you that uh, are concerned. And um, occasionally I have to repent because what I thought, this was the line, apparently this was the line, and I was over the line. And anyways, it, it, it happens. So friends, Jesus, two things, or, 
I'll back up. We're going to talk about you being an influencer today. And the good news is the Holy Spirit will help you to be a, a godly influencer. So friends, how do we connect with God? That's what our series is this month. It's about connections. Next Sunday being Mother's Day, we're going to talk about how do we connect with people. And specifically, Kathy Harris is going to be our preacher. She's going to talk, I think, about how do we honor other people. Moms are the uh, designated honoree group next Sunday. But we're going to talk about different connections. Why do you connect in a small group? Why do you join a church? All those different kind of things. We're going to talk about that. But today we want to focus on how do you connect with God. Here's what Jesus could have said in this last will. He could have said, guys, read your Bible more. That would have been good, but that's not what he said. He could have said, worship more. Spend more time worshiping every single day. Very, very good. He could have said that. He didn't say that. Number three, he could... I missed number two. Sorry, I missed number one. You could be praying more. He could have said, pray more. He didn't say that. What he did say is number four on my list, which is inviting the Holy Spirit to be with you every single day. That's what he talked about. The last will of Jesus was very interesting. His last command, his last request was, you need to welcome the Holy Spirit. You need to stick around in Jerusalem, and as it turned out, for 10 more days, you need to have an experience where you are overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit. A time where you know that you know that you know that you got way out of your depth and God took over. If you don't know my story, Sandra and I were very good Baptist pastors, church planters. We helped to start a couple churches in Mississauga, and we're enjoying that. We knew the Holy Spirit from a distance. We knew about Pentecostals, and we didn't want to become them. We were happy to be calm and quiet and just get to know the Bible. That was who we were. We get a phone call from John Arnott, who's the founding pastor of this church, and he knew me. And he had asked me to join his staff because he heard I was good at organizing, which I was. And he wanted me to join the team. And it was like, oh, what's the salary? Well, nothing. You're going to get a, you're going to quit your Baptist pay, paid job. You're going to get a secular job. You're going to work 40 hours there. And then you're going to volunteer 40 hours for the church. And he thought that was okay. Uh, Sandra did not think that was okay. And so it was a big no from her. Anyways, now John Arnott's phoning us a few months later, and he's saying, Steve, we just had the most wonderful weekend ever with the Holy Spirit. And he's talking about 1994. He's talking about a guest speaker by the name of Randy Clark from St. Louis that was here. And he said, we've held Randy over for one more night. And so Sandra and I came on a Monday night. And being good Baptists, we sat at the very back row, uh, had our coats with us, just in case we need to leave, we can get out as quick as possible. And we watched a full-out Holy Spirit meeting that was so outside of our comfort zone. And before the meeting even began, people were experiencing the Holy Spirit, falling down, crying, laughing. It was just shocking to Sandra and I. We'd never seen anything like that. And... Then when the invitation was given at the end of the meeting, if you'd like more of the Holy Spirit, come on up. And I should have absolutely been the first one up because I was, I was drying out. I was becoming a prune and or a raisin, either one, not good. 
And, but no, I've seen, I've seen what it looks like when the Holy Spirit's on people with nobody touching them. What's it going to be like when people start touching them? So we just watched. Um, an hour went by, and sure enough, as the prayer team were laying hands on people, you could see people having God encounters. We didn't deny that. It was just way outside of our norm. And then the prayer team began to do something threatening. They'd finished praying for everyone who'd come to the front, and now they're praying for the people who are the observers in the seats. And the good news was we're in the back row, so that means we can get our coats, begin to make our way out. We had our coats on, and Randy Clark, the guest speaker, saw us, because he was up, up at the front. He saw us putting our coats. John Arnott had walked by us and said, those are Baptists. And, um, you know, <laughs> that's us. And so Randy runs back, and he says to Sandra and I, can I pray for you? And it was like, oh, boy. And I knew in my spirit that I needed everything that was happening. And after a while, you know, a couple seconds, Sandra and I put our hands out, and we had our very first Holy Spirit encounter. It was deep. It was life-changing. Within a couple weeks, we resigned from our Baptist church and joined this church. No guaranteed salary. Yay! <laughs> That's what Jesus is saying to these, these followers. You, my last request in my will is that all of you wait 10 days. He didn't say the 10 days. He just said wait. Turned out to be 10 days. And you need to have the Holy Spirit. You need to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And when you do have that encounter with the Holy Spirit, power is going to come upon you. And you will be my influencers in, I'm going to contextualize it, Toronto and in Ontario and in Quebec and in America, wherever you go. Wherever you go, you're going to have the Holy Spirit so with you that you're going to have God encounters and God encounters and be able to be a blessing to people every single where you go. And you are going to have fun the rest of your life because you're going to be just like Jesus. If you remember the, 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 the word Christian is talked about followers of Jesus in the city of Antioch, this is Acts chapter 11, a Gentile church. And because perhaps they didn't have a, uh, one of the 12 disciples as their pastor, they had a guy named Barnabas, who I think was a businessman. As Barnabas is ministering to these people, he's training every single person to function in the Holy Spirit. If you read the story in Jerusalem, the 12 apostles never raised up other leaders. The meetings were come and watch us, anointed men and women of God, do the stuff. And incredible miracles were taking place. But they never released the Holy Spirit on their whole church to do the ministry. But Paul, in Acts chapter 11, he releases everybody to do the works of the Holy Spirit. And the non-Christians in Antioch, the people that are followers of Jesus, they called them Christians. And Christian doesn't mean you're not a Muslim or not a Hindu doesn't mean you're a follower of Jesus. It means you are a little anointed one. Jesus, Christ, Christ means anointed one, means Messiah. Jesus is the anointed one, and these people were little anointed ones. That's the word ion in Greek is little. And friends, they changed that city, and that became the dominant Christian church for the next 300 years, Antioch, not Jerusalem. 
because everybody was filled with the Spirit and given away the Holy Spirit, functioning in the gifts of the Spirit. And friends, this is the gift that Jesus is talking about, his last words, where you need to have the Holy Spirit, and when you be, have the Holy Spirit on you, you're going to function just like me. You're going to be empowered to represent me. You're going to have opportunity to do the fun stuff. How did Jesus do fun stuff? Well, in John chapter, sorry, in the book of John, it's all sorts of sevens. It's a very prophetic book. There are seven sermons, seven healing miracles. There are seven statements where Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, I am the bread, I'm, I'm the door. He said seven different one of those. There are seven sayings of Jesus on the cross out of the, the ten that are said. Seven of them are in John. And seven times in John's gospel, Jesus says this, I can't do anything. Can't do anything. I can only do what I see. can only do what I hear. I can only do what the Spirit of God tells my spirit to do. Basically, Jesus is saying, everything that I do in my life is because I'm being led by the Spirit. And that, friends, the best way to connect with God is to say, come Holy Spirit, and let him come in you for you to transform your heart, and let him come on you for others. There is, depending on which list you go to, 12, 16, 19 different gifts of the Spirit. None of them are for you. They're all for other people. Gift of wisdom. Gift of interpreting tongues. Gift of healing. Gift of miracles. Those aren't for you. Those are for you to show off Jesus to other people. And it's amazingly fun when someone who doesn't know who you are and you show up and you become Jesus. And friends, I don't have time to tell you this morning, but I got a whole bunch of those stories, and I try to tell them, and sometimes I recycle some of them. But friends, this is, who, this is the last words of Jesus. Get filled with the Spirit, and then give it away. So guess what we're going to do? Get filled with the Spirit. Stand up. Perfect. Did you hear that? I set my alarm, 10 minutes to go for the meeting, and I was... One second early. How good is sermon planning was that? Are you comfortable with the people in your row? Look right and left in your row. Are you comfortable with these people? Like you sat beside them, are you okay with them? For you as a little group, three, four, to pray for each other, to either hold hands today and get in a mini circle or to put your hand on the, each other's shoulders, are you comfortable with that? If you are, get ready, get in a circle, lean over, Grab someone's hands, and we're going to say, come Holy Spirit, for the next 10 minutes. Get out of your seats if you want to do that. If you're not comfortable, just stare them down. Give them one of those border security stares. You can always jump to another row if there's not enough people in your row. All right. So friends, two things. The first is a command, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So let's do that right now. So let me pray and then I'll get you to join in just a moment. So Jesus, if you said that this was a command, this is the reading of your will, and you said, friends, the big one is you need more of the Holy Spirit.
You want to know my father the way I do? You want to minister the way I do? Here's the secret. I'm connected to the Holy Spirit. And so, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. For everyone at home, for everyone in the room, say, Holy Spirit, come. How about all of you just say that word, come. I'd like you, friends, to, to picture with your imagination Jesus laying his hands on you and say, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Receive more of the Holy Spirit. And friends, the Bible's very, very clear on this. The moment we give our lives to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes inside. But the Bible's also very, very clear that we are to receive the Holy Spirit over and over and over and over again. Ephesians 5 says, keep on, keeping on, keeping on, receiving the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. I'd like the tallest person in your group to just initiate prayer in your group right now. Just tall person, just put your hand on the other people and say, receive the Holy Spirit, receive the Holy Spirit, receive the Holy Spirit. Who's ever the tallest, just go ahead and do that. Receive the Holy Spirit. Shoo, just put your hand on their shoulders. Receive the Holy Spirit, this gift that God has for us. Those of you that are at home, if you're by yourself, go to a mirror and lay hands on yourself in the mirror. Come, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Welcome you. Welcome you. We're just on prayer one right now. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Receive the gift. Prayer number two is an impartation. It's, there's going to be supernatural authority and power that comes on you. And so, if I could say it, let's have the oldest person in the group. And if you happen to be the tallest, God bless you, you're praying twice. But whoever you think is the oldest in your group, I'd like you to lay your hands on people's shoulders and just say, impartation of power and authority and boldness and courage and Holy Spirit we stir up the gifts for each person right now we stir up those those spirit opportunities that come our way right now Holy Spirit come give out gifts of healing give out gifts of miracles give out gifts of faith give out gifts of generosity give out gifts of wisdom Spirit of God Stir things up. Authority, power, boldness, courage comes on us this morning. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. We, we, we want more. We want more. The reason we want more, friends, is not for us. The Spirit coming on us is for others. The Spirit coming in us when we get born again and when we say, come Holy Spirit, it's also in us. But this passage wasn't on us. This is like when Jesus was baptized. When the Spirit came on Jesus, it wasn't on him. It, this is for ministry. This is for opportunities. This is for witness. This is an influencer. Okay, one more prayer. One more prayer. Let's pick on 
oh, how do I say this politely? Let's just pick a different person in your group rather than me say something. <laughs> just have a different person who's maybe an extrovert. And whoever that person is you pick, I'd like you to pray this. Put your hand on each person's heart if you're comfortable to do that. Men, don't do that for ladies. Just if it's you, put your hand on her, on her shoulders. And just pray and say, you are blessed to be a witness. You are blessed to be an influencer. That's the, this prayer now. So just pray that for each other. Bless you to be a witness. Bless you to receive the power and to go for it. Bless you to be bold. We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.